turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The attack on the Second Amendment is relentless. We talk about it almost daily here on the Mike Gallagher Show. And I'm, I'm so excited to chat with uh, a, an author about a new book that everybody ought to read. I don't care whether you're pro-Second Amendment, anti-Second Amendment. Larry Correa is a best-selling novelist, uh, favor for, favor, famous for his Monster Hunter series, if you're a blogger, you know Larry Correa, and I. It's a, it's one of those names that's a little challenging. You know, it's not easy like Gallagher, C O R R E I A. But I'm saying it right, aren't I, Larry? Yes, Korea like the country once it hit Ellis Island. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Larry Korea, just like the country. Uh, and you've got uh, a brand new book in defense of the Second Amendment, which is so important. Um, and, I, you know, I said something the other day on air that led to this wild, expl- this explosive reaction, no pun intended, after the latest mass shooting at Michigan State. I said if one person in that classroom had been armed, if one teacher... If one administrator, if just one person, uh, not to mention many, had been able to defend themselves and not be uh, sitting ducks in a gun-free zone, there may have been a whole different outcome. I know, and I've read your work, I've seen your blog, I know you're a big proponent of arming teachers. Um, it's To me, Larry, it's that's common sense, but to the gun haters, to the anti-Second Amendment folks, to people who seem terrified by a weapon— that's just not even on the table for them. It's a, it's a non-starter. Why? It's an emotional reaction. They uh, they are not logical on this. And we have an experiment because this shows that it works. Utah has had uh, guns in schools, armed teachers, for coming up on 20 years now. Uh, basically, here we have it so that our concealed weapons permit uh, voids that uh, federal gun-free school zone act that Joe Biden gave us back when he was a senator, and we are allowed to carry guns in school here if we have a valid permit. So if you're a teacher, an administrator, a principal, bus driver, lunch lady, it doesn't matter. you got a concealed weapons permit you want to carry in school, you can't. And we've done that for a very long time. Uh, all the emotional freakout stuff that the other side says will happen, you know, with teachers shooting students and having come-aparts and big emotional reactions, it doesn't happen. But what it does do is it adds more speed bumps, and it creates a... Uh, place that is a harder target it's just defense in depth uh these bad guys they like to attack gun-free zones we know they like to attack gun-free zones because they specifically tell us so they write it in their manifestos that they're going to attack places that they know they can kill more people and have more time before someone fights back and so by allowing guns in school you know don't make it don't make it mandatory don't force it on any teachers but i guarantee that every single school in america has at least one or two or three or 10 people who work there who are willing to take you that time and put in that effort to get trained and have the skill sets necessary to fight back in a horrible situation like that you know the the argument from the left or from people who don't 
uh, understand or, or recognize the Second Amendment, that the only people that should be armed in our society are police officers. That's so fascinating to me because certainly there are times when even even the gun grabbers recognize that the only way to stop somebody is with a good guy with a gun, to quote, you know, to paraphrase Wayne LaPierre. Bottom line is that a teacher could be well-trained, a teacher could be absolutely certified and go through any kind of rigorous uh, process you want, but they would at least give their kids a fighting chance. And it just, it always blows me away. So I want to do something in, in with the, uh, to celebrate the arrival of your book, and again, this book, In Defense of the Second Amendment, is a must-have for people on all sides of this debate. You need a tool. you got to know what the issues are. You have to know what's at stake here. And uh, if you agree with Larry and me, get the book. It'll reinforce your arguments. If you disagree, get the book and let Larry challenge your, your way of thinking. And I want to do that with you, Larry Correa. I want to I, – let's play a little um, a little exercise. Let's do a little, little uh, process. I'm going to give you – the arguments that I hear all the time from people who don't feel the way you and I do, uh, let's and the way most Americans I think feel. But let's let me let's go let's do this exercise. Hey, Larry, best-selling novelist and author of In Defense of the Second Amendment, common sense red flag laws are perfectly normal and logical. We should be able to to flag people who are uh, dangerous, who are erratic. There's nothing wrong with red flag laws. What's wrong with red flag laws, Larry? Well, A, there's no evidence that they actually work. And B, they are ripe for an incredible amount of abuse. And I go through this in great deal in the book. I have a section about red flag laws. Uh, The problem with red flag laws, too, is you can't be generalized because they vary state to state. Every state's a little different. However, we've seen where... uh, Terrible, terrible people have weaponized red flag laws to report people they have a grievance against. It has nothing to do with violence. They're not dangerous people. They're not people who are threatening anything. It's stuff like we've had uh, ex-wives file red flags against their husbands. We have had uh, a case in Colorado where a police officer who had shot somebody in the line of duty and it was rules to justify homicide, uh, the mom of the criminal who got shot uh, red flagged the cop. We have a case right now where a stalker red flagged the woman he was stalking to get her disarmed. Mm. And then you have a, so you just have a report. There's no due process. Well, I mean, a judge stamps off, but we have, we've seen in some states where judges 97% of the time just stamp off on everything. Uh, then the police raid you, take your property. Uh, now you have to go through the problem of fighting back in court, uh, spending time and money in, on lawyers to get your property back. And then as far as actually stopping the real disgruntled people you're worried about, the criminals are like, you're worried you're going to go and shoot the place up. Okay, so you took his gun away. That's it. He's not committed. There's absolutely nothing stopping him from getting another firearm the same way the vast majority of criminals in the United States get their guns, which is stealing them or buying them from someone who stole them. There's also nothing stopping this angry guy from building a bomb with stuff from Home Depot or driving his car through a parade. And so it's a it's a stupid, pointless abuse of people's civil rights uh, to give an illusion of doing something. Every state already has a method to uh, commit someone who is ruled a danger to themselves and others. We already have that. 
we don't need to do this other thing to just strip people of their rights based on uh, baseless allegations. So they're a terrible idea. And seeing Republicans in the Senate support this uh, is very telling and very, very disappointing. All right, let me try another one. This is tough. This is really hard. I'm, I'm role-playing here. I mean, I'm a part-time actor, but this is not like Daddy Warbucks here. This is worse than playing Oliver Warbucks. I'm, I'm, a, I'm pretending to be a gun grabber. But let me, let me, keep, let me keep going. Uh, Larry, assault weapons need to be banned. Nobody has a, needs a weapon of war. Go. Okay, weapon of war, first off, is a nonsense term because almost all the guns in the United States that we use commonly are, at one point in time, a weapon of war, as in the original military. <laughs> Even the lowly pump-action shotgun and bolt-action rifle are standard military issue. Uh, revolvers were military issue in our lifetime, you know, air-crew defense weapons. So it's a nonsense term. Plus, the true meaning of the Second Amendment is that the people— have the right to keep and bear arms to fight back and to defend themselves against all threats up to and including their own tyrannical government. Ergo, according to the founders and the Supreme Court of the United States in two recent decisions, we have the right to have weapons of war. So it's a it's a loaded nonsense term designed to prey on emotions, and also we're supposed to have this stuff. People want to ban these guns simply because they are effective for defending ourselves. Um, and so it's it's a complete it's a it's a goofy it's a very goofy emotional one and I go into that one quite a bit. Um, well, but Larry, book, but let's but let's, uh, let's but let's face it, Larry. There, there's a there's regularly a goofy reaction to this stuff, and goofy's the right word to use uh, after Michigan State this week. I mean, let's just go to the last few days. I saw a big a big protest in Austin, Texas, and they said as a result of Michigan State. We need to have a tw- uh, a thirty day waiting period on eighteen to twenty year olds or eighteen to twenty one year olds from buying a gun. Well, the guy that killed those kids in Michigan State was forty eight years old. H- how- we always see a reaction that never even fits. I mean, Biden, Joe Biden, the president, comes out and says, "We got to ban, we got to ban assault weapons." The guy used a pistol. I mean, how you never hear a cognitive, logical response to a crime when it, it occurs in this country. It, they they never seem to recognize, I mean, look at Sandy Hook, that awful massacre in Connecticut, these beautiful little children who were sitting ducks in that elementary school. What gun law is going to prevent some monstrous kid from murdering his mother in her bed, stealing her guns out of the gun safe, and going up to the local school and shooting dead a bunch of children. What law? Name it. What law? And there are none, Larry. None. We There's just none. So there. that's a great way to put it, is that we often have a goofy response to, um, to these situations in America, and I don't know how to get the train back on the tracks. I break this down a lot because I actually believe we are winning. Uh, culturally, we are winning this part of the culture war. Uh, people are coming to the realization that they are on their own uh, and that they've, for too long, they've abdicated their ability to defend themselves to the state. But we saw right. in 2020 that a lot of times the state just ain't going to come. They're going to let your cities burn. Good luck. You're on your own. Um, there are no gun laws that actually work, and they don't care about reality. They haven't, and I go through the book a lot with a lot of examples of how to deal with these people here. They have a predetermined narrative. If a shooting happens, they immediately jump on it. Uh, they're going to push their narrative no matter what. Uh, facts don't matter. Mm. And they have stuff they're going to push for no matter what while the emotions are high. 
And then I go into how if the case doesn't work, it doesn't fit, they will then just drop it from the news cycle. So when right. it comes out that our shooter in Michigan is should have been a prohibited person, he should not have been able to own a gun anyway, according to already existing gun laws. Um, he should be in jail, actually, except a uh, uh, you know DA let him off. And you you have all these things. So this one will drop out of the news cycle. If it's another case where the the shooter is somebody that they can get some mileage out of, they will bang that drum for months on end, looking for that emotional response because they don't care. They don't care their stuff doesn't work. They don't care if you live or die. In fact, they want you to die because then that gives them more statistics to cry about to get more power for themselves. Um, The entire uh, anti-gun movement is basically the people who push the anti-gun movement. They know. They know this stuff doesn't work. You can see it in their eyes when you talk to them. They will turn on the tears and try to get their emotional thing. It's all about a grift for them to get money because they get a lot of money. People don't realize how much money is involved in this. And they get political power for their allies. That's all there is. We are in the way. And uh, they will take our rights and they will capitalize on that. And they're happy if your kids die. They just are they're, they're awful people. And the book I refer to that kind of uh, anti-gun person as vulture uh, because they're perched waiting for carnage so that they can swoop in and capitalize on that bloodshed. Truth be damned. It's, it's, it's sickening, but it's true. And there, there was, there was a time when they waited at least a week, a month, six months, but now they don't wait. They go right in. They go in for the kill. As soon as there's a gun event and some awful tr- crime committed by some lunatic, boy, their, their immediate reaction is we got to ban the guns and uh, thankfully, we got people like you fighting the good fight. We've got this great book. Uh, this this book, in defense of the Second Amendment, is described as a comprehensive guide on the unsuccess of gun control. I love that, and the measures Americans need to take to protect our rights, our families, and ultimately our freedom. Larry Correa, congratulations on in defense of the Second Amendment. It's available Amazon wherever books are sold. Regnery dot com. It's a latest Regnery offering. And uh, we're real proud to tell the world about your terrific book. Larry, thanks for joining us. Keep fighting the good fight. Thanks. I appreciate it.